Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. My younger cousins got me 10 packs of Trident gum for Christmas. If I had to guess, it was my mom who gave the tip, because I've never told them that I go through a pack or two of gum a week. And as much as I like going to a convenience store to replenish my regular supply, I could do without the impulsive buys that come with it. Where people who sport Wrangler jeans lose all sense of budget inside an Ace Hardware, I have little to no control in an AMPM. It's some sort of Pavlovian theory. When the bell rings as I enter the store, I don't start to salivate, but I have a sudden urge to blow $8. Not only on candy or trendy drinks, Neosporin, Chapstick, even if I'm not seeing anyone, maybe condoms because you never know. It's all up in the air. The only steadfast item is gum. I think I get it from my dad. The center console in his car is a refuge for packs of gum that would normally be smushed in back pockets, and ultimately forgotten about, and then lost in the wash. If it's just after a Costco run, I can expect to see a couple packs of Big Red safely tucked away in there, knowing very well that there are ten more of those in the garage ready to be cycled in at a moment's notice. And if he burns through that, he'll do the next best cost-effective thing and buy the gum pellets that come in miniature to-go coffee mugs. My dad's gum is never a straightforward mint, but instead bubble mint, and not limited to cinnamon or citrus flavors. I think this is his way of bringing him back to his hometown in Ramsey, New Jersey, biking down to a local liquor deli with a Mickey Mantle rookie card wedged in the back spoke, putting a nickel on the counter and picking up a pack of bazooka gum, enjoying two or three pieces at a time, just so he'd get two or three inside of the wrapper jokes to read. Whenever I buy gum, the main motive is to freshen my breath. I'd rather have someone kick me in the shin than tell me I need a mint. I was once building beehives with a charitable group called Teen Volunteers in Action. If the name didn't make it clear, it was founded by moms who, in an attempt to beef up their son's college applications, has slapped a logo on 500 blue t-shirts and booked us to help set up 5Ks in the greater San Diego area. There were three people in my building group, one of which was named Taylor. Taylor had blue eyes and a lacrosse scholarship to the Naval Academy. As I was telling him that my calves had been cramping up during soccer games, I reached over to grab some extra nails. He leaned back, and instead of commenting on what was probably a lack of potassium, asked me if I had brushed my teeth this morning. I had, but I knew what he was really asking. It's the same class of question as, are you going to finish that? I said yes and let him navigate the rest of our group's conversation. I'd add a, mm-hmm, here or there, and tried not to use words that would require a pop filter if I said it in front of a mic. It hurt. And sometimes I'll wonder if Taylor hadn't had blue eyes, and maybe a scholarship to Air Force, would I still be thinking about it? Probably not. Of the 10 packs that my cousins got me, four were spearmint, three were peppermint, two were bubblegum, and the last was cinnamon. I see spearmint for everyday use. It's a a stick of gum before work, running errands around town, maybe having one five minutes before a date sits in the passenger seat. I'll choose cinnamon gum when I'm working on the podcast or while I'm out of the public eye, and when it's appropriate to see how many sticks of gum I can fit in my mouth. The record's eight. I treat with the same disregard to portion size as I would the bubble tape that I get in a goodie bag when I was a kid, taking the six-foot-long roll and biting into it as if it was a latka. The only problem with cinnamon is that after a while, it's like you're taking low-grade sandpaper and gently massaging it on the surface of your tongue, which is kind of nice at first, but that goes away fairly quickly. 
and then ruins your next five meals in the process. Peppermint gum is about as useful and enjoyable as a wet sock. It may be freshening your breath for 10 minutes, but I think retroactively leaving somewhat of a a stale sweet taste in your mouth. Ever since I had a candy cane that was grape flavored, peppermint has had little to no importance in my life. But the two packs of bubblegum are poignant. I think the last time that I chewed bubblegum may have been in the bottom of the fourth inning during a Little League game. Probably bubblicious cubes that came from a kid whose parents were fine with him eating sugary cereal. That was my best chance of getting that type of gum, which really is essentially candy. My parents never allowed it, and I didn't understand why. At that age, high fructose corn syrup meant nothing to me. If I ever asked to get in the checkout line at the supermarket, it was an immediate no. If I felt like trying my luck, I might ask again, and if so, in between loading what was probably multivitamins and spinach, my mom would make eye contact with me and say something about cavities and that there were Altoids in the car, as if that was a fair bargain for a 10-year-old. And now 14 years older, as much as I would have welcomed the nostalgia that comes in a five-piece pack of Bubblicious Bubblegum, I'm totally content chewing the sugar-free, cavity-combating trident. Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this has been another installment of the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.